gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? Did you guys see the new... Oh, I know Alex did. But Jaden, have you seen the new Doctor Who news? Yes, yes, I did. I uh, also saw that Blizzard somehow managed to downgrade a 17-year-old game. All that and more this week on the news. This week on SVG One. We are a gaming podcast about games and gaming-related symptoms. I will be your carefree and loving host, Chris. And with me, I have my wonderful apprentices. Uh, one of them would be me, Alex. And uh, my other apprentice is... Finally, me. It's Jaden. Yeah, I'm not pulling that voice. It's Jaden. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think you can do the deep voice. Unlike Alex just before, who was straight up, I would say, cosplaying Darth Vader. Role-playing Darth Vader, that is. Un- unintentionally... And forcefully. I, I don't even know. All right, so here's how it happened. He used a headset, and his headset just went fucking batshit. Just went, he turned his voice's pitch down and then put us on a fucking bouncing scale. Yeah, so... With static involved. The, sh- the short version is he sounded like a discount Darth Vader and we sounded like rejects from Elvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. It's, I'm still using the same headset. You Alvin guys and the still sound like puberty. fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> through the grainiest World War One ra- ham radio. <laughs> so is this has this Alvin always the been SS. the case with your headset? Uh, usually this sort of like quality drops in and out because for no uh, discernible reason whatsoever. But uh, no, this is the worst it's gotten, and this is actually the most consistent it's been before the headset has just completely killed itself. Well, you know how our fucking our productions go. It's always cursed. First, we have fucking voice problems. Now we have coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have the coronavirus. It just exists. The coronavirus exists. Bam, we are not here. in possession of the coronavirus. <laughs> I wouldn't say possession. Possession means we have it, not got it. No, 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 no. If if I get infected, I own that shit. It's mine, and no one can take it from me without my permission. Except the morgue. Exactly. But yes, uh... I'm not sure so, that's how morgues work. Alright. No, no. They took, they took him! With the virus! Yeah, without but they his took him, Not the virus. They, no, they, the virus is still in him. It doesn't go away. Yeah, but it's still in him. They didn't take it from him. Yeah, but they're taking him and the virus. Well, yeah, that's like if you're wearing pants. It's not my fault, Jaden get... fucks bats. Yeah, that's true. You serious? <laughs> All right, snakes. <laughs> so small, that wouldn't fit. You, mate. Yes, that's the only. You don't no, that's know. the only reason. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason. It's just not big enough. Can't can't wrap my head or my dick around it. Why? Just a problem. So, so you you don't do this for moral reasons? No, just uh, physical impossibilities. So you don't. He have likes a moral to challenge the world. No. You know, you, you know the bat can fit inside you, yeah. Yes. Oh no, that's not something I want to picture. 
But but if you're doing that, you might as well use a snake or a ferret. No, yeah. no, no, no. You got to use you know, the ferrets bat. are not ferrets are not in question. Snakes and bats are. Yeah. Because well, with, the, with the, the, with the bat, this. so with the bat, it's like a prostate tickler. It'll get right up in there. Tickle's not a- the term again, I would use. Again, a ferret's better for that. Yeah, but a ferret hasn't got the coronavirus. Yeah. I've got well, snakes and bats are now humans. We can fix that. I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> you know what? How you fucking... want to go commit a fucking crime against nature? Yeah, that's all on you. It's not a crime against nature. Daddy a, wants to infect a guinea pig with the virus. A ferret, a ferret, and I don't. Why want ferret? To. I have to to prove a point. A ferret is essentially a snake with fur. Yes, yeah. and legs. And legs. Definitely not something I want inside me. If anything, a snake would be more beneficial than a ferret, because at least then it won't try to fucking claw its way out. Yeah, but then you're going to have something poisonous biting the inside of your ass. It doesn't have to be poisonous. There's plenty of non-poisonous snakes. Yeah, and they're all big enough that they could crawl out of your mouth while still being halfway in. We'll get one of those baby snakes then. Yeah. Baby snake. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, so occasionally we talk about games on this podcast. Anyway, I was going to pretend that entire conversation didn't happen. Yeah, so yeah, we fucking I, I want to know. I I can't remember Alex's opinion on this. Did we watch this last night? Yes. I honestly can't remember what you thought about it. It was that late, but we watched the latest Doctor Who episode, mm-hmm. in which uh, the Doctor is now a fat black chick, while simultaneously Ooh. being the white skinny chick. The white chick, which doesn't. Alright, so she comes from when Gallifrey was still alive, right? Gallifrey was lost, basically was lost in a war, and then they changed it up so the Doctor was able to save Gallifrey in like a, like a, like a fucking thing of, like it saved it in Frozen in Time. So it's, it's still saved, but it's not saved. Yeah. But this Doctor, not the main Jodie, what her name is, but the fat black chick is a doctor for when Gallifrey was still a functioning planet. And I'm just like, fucking what? And the, the, they say it's not parallel universes. It's just there's two doctors now. Deal with it. Uh, and just, I just want to interrupt you there chick. for a second because uh, just popped up. Japan has now six confirmed cases of the coronavirus. Jesus, this is gonna get fucking out of hand. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Japan's like, nope, fuck off, shut borders, shut, shut borders. Or was that someone else? Yeah, I think good, it was Singapore or Japan. I think it was Singapore. I think Singapore just went shut borders. To be to be fair, most Asian islands are pretty good at that. If yeah. something happens, chunk, no. You, no, d- this is mainland China we're talking about. Yes. They couldn't shut shit. Yes. Because it's now you know spread I, to so you know many countries. Asian. Asian islands, islands, places like Japan Mate. and Singapore. Australia is classified as an island. It's not. We're we're a very big island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to get technical? Are you the Americas are an island? No. no Why not? They're too large. Because it, no, it's, it's too large. Is it? Is is there yes. a definition of the maximum size of an island? 
Because yes. it is a single body of land surrounded by water. That's the, the definition of an island. Size of an island. Let's have a look, Ski. It's a piece of subcontinental land. So that's the definition. Piece of subcontinental. Well, there you have it. And America so, is a continent. America is a whole continent. Yep. Yeah, but, but Australia yes. is was a continent for a while. Yes. I think yeah, it's then we got down to population now. Yeah, it, we, we, we're essentially Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> we got downgraded. But we're, yes, we're a dwarf uh, continent. Since we're on a bit of a fucking little bit of a time timer restriction, mm-hmm. how is your week, Alex? Uh, my week was uh, more or less the same. You know, getting those getting those gacha games, getting into Monster Hunter with the uh, release of Iceborne. Been definitely playing the living shit out of that constantly. Yeah. yeah. I and, recommend uh, you guys should try new games so you have something to fucking talk about. Yeah, but I don't yeah, have no, fucking money to buy new no, games. No, no, that is a good idea. We should try a new game, Alex. Like, I was considering starting a new game on Monster Hunter so I could get a male character as well so I could do the armor sets for both. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> not not a start, a start a new game on the same game you're playing, but, like... Go through your fucking Steam list, and you're like, "Oh, uh, no, that looks pretty interesting." We've both also been playing the open beta of Legends of Runeterra, which is right game. Oh, there you go. There game, we go. Which is actually pretty fun. It, it is it's, quite it's, fun. It, it seems it seems with pretty some well glaring designed. with some glaring balance issues. Just I had a look at it, and I'm like, "My decks." No, is this the truth? <laughs> No, it's, is there this are, the there truth? Are, are you losing to his dicks? Some questionable abilities. Are you losing to his fish dicks? No. Okay then. Well, so Legendary Terror, explain to me how it works. All right. All so right. you ever played uh, Hearthstone? Yes. Yeah, just like that. Oh fuck off. <laughs> so, let's say we're using Hearthstone as the basis of the card game. Yeah. All right. The main mm-hmm. difference is so. Instead of both both people take instead of um, you drawing a card and then at the start of your turn and then having a full turn and then your opponent doing yeah. the same, basically it goes in rounds. So at the start of each round, both players draw a card and then it swaps which side has the attack token because only one side can commit an attack per turn. And then you alternate doing plays in that round. So one person can play a unit or cast a spell, and then the other person does something and it goes back and forth so it's more they're, they're more much more concurrent turns rather it's a round where you're both acting where, rather than going his first so, turn then my first turn then his second turn have you heard of a game game called Teppen? no no alright well tell me if this is sort of the similar aspect Teppen is a card game made by Capcom and all the Capcom franchises in which uh, there is three lanes on each side of the field. So there's your three lanes and their three lanes. Now, you place a card down, like just a regular, let's say a, let's say a half zone style card down, so like an attack and defense in one of the lanes. Now, there's no turns. It's just that the lanes have a like an arrow that goes from your lane to their lane. 
and that that arrow has to reach their lane in order to make an attack so basically once you put a card down it has like a time limit to that card has attacked the other card so you see a visible bar grow from your side of the field to theirs once oh. it reaches theirs it attacks right so there's both, no rounds both there's no turns acting it is during the time yeah no, free action still overtime. it's still a very heavily round based regular card game yeah, but like I'm talking about, like j those rounds in your thing act like you can put your attack phase down, and they can put their attack phase down at the same time, or they put their defense phase down at the same time of the attack. No, so basically, like I was saying, one person has the what they call the attack token every round, which swaps each round. You can only mm -hmm. attack when you've got an attack token, and yeah, I'm saying like um, that. Can the it. other person defend um, while you're attacking? Yes. Yeah, so or do they have to defend after they've? set up their if attack. You attack um there's two almost kind of like the pokemon card game you've got the back line the bench and then your front line which is the attack and defense zones mm -hmm. uh when the say when someone declares an attack they put everyone they're attacking with in the attack zones and then the defender gets to choose where any of their units on their bench go into the defense zones no one's in okay. that middle part of the field except on the attack phases hmm so yeah, it's kind of like a sort of mix between the way that I f feel is sort of mixed between Hearthstone and Pokemon card game. Yeah, kind of Hearthstone. Well, but I, I had a look at it. Another, and I'm like, another this doesn't really interest interesting me at all. thing about it is it uses it's got this concept of spell mana, which is basically up to you get mana the same as Hearthstone. Every turn you get one more. So turn one you've got one, turn two you've got two, so on. Um, mm -hmm. But they've got this thing called spell mana, which is basically you could store mana in it, and that never runs out. So if mm -hmm. you end your turn, any leftover mana gets banked as spell mana up to three. And you can use that mana at any point, but only to cast spells. You can't play units with it. Yeah. But that's got some interesting things. Like, it means quite often the early game... Um, you know, like in Hearthstone or whatever, if you've got a good turn one and two and the opponent doesn't, that sets you up really hard. Whether in Legends of Ruterra, you can actually not play anything in the first two rounds, and then in round three, play a three-cost unit and a three-cost spell. Uh, I can see that. But now, how do you acquire cards? Uh, so you acquire cards, basically... There's two ways... Who's clicking in the background? That would be me. My bad. I was fiddling. Um, basically, it's it's XP based. So there's two ways. There's a um a weekly vault that opens every Tuesday, and basically every game you play adds up towards every game you play gives you XP, and mm -hmm. the XP goes into two bars simultaneously. One is your rewards bar for whatever region you're in, because each card. Each card is from one of seven regions, and any deck can have cards from up to two regions in it. Okay. So basically, you choose what region you want as your active region, and then any games you win go into the reward track for that region. And at certain milestones, you unlock um, certain things, like X cards, or, you know, at level 12, you get a champion, a random champion guaranteed, or whatever. Um, and any duplicates of course also give you shards which is and you can get wild cards as well which are ways you can get through um you know ways you can basically 
and most of it's random, but then you get these wild cards and shards to have a bunch that you can pick out and choose. Uh, there okay. is... There is actually no direct way to, like, like I was saying, the, how it works is you get XP and it goes towards these milestones, and every time you get a milestone, you get the reward behind it. There is no direct way to buy card packs in the game. So when you say no direct way, it's you can only uh, get it through in-game currency. No, I'm I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if there's some way to get it through microtransactions or not. I don't actually know because I haven't even looked at that part of the store. Well, I'll go take a look now. So but, you guys, uh, do you guys just keep talking? Mm. Um, Porter on the scene. But there are no card packs. You cannot buy card packs with the in-game currency. The only thing the in-game currency can do is... Mm. Like, there's the paid currency, which I don't know what it can do because I haven't looked at it but I believe most of them are just cosmetics so you know different um, mascots, different arenas, stuff like that and yeah. there is and there is a starter pack which gives you I think a few champs and a few cards um, but other than that starter pack which you can buy with the paid currency the only thing you can use the in-game currency for is buying individual cards that in-game currency of shards basically works the same way as the enchanting dust does in Hearthstone. So you use X amount of dust to craft a card. There is no actual gold you earn to buy card packs. There is no even card packs in the store. Okay, so you can only buy individual cards so from the storefront. Buy individual cards to craft them and add them to your collection through shards, or from chests and random packs which you get from the XP milestones. All right, you cuties, listen up, because Jaden is half right. There is... What you can do is you can buy... Uh, so in the store, we currently have three tabs, which is Featured, Cards, and Purchases. The Featured is the currently the Starter Bundle. In the Cards tab, we have Wild Cards that you can purchase for the paid currency. So what, uh, what you can do is you can spend a wild card of uh, rarity to get a card of associated rarity. Yeah, so if you so get a champion wild card, so you can get a champion. Show. If you get an epic wild card, you can get... No, no, you take... You get the wild card and it adds it to your wild card stash and then you go to the card you want of corresponding rarity and you exchange the wild card for that card. There's no gacha involved. So, like, if you wanted an epic card, you'd go to the no, store, like, you'd with buy the, an with epic the wild card. card you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so what no, you so do is how you... That is. How the wild card works, it's not a random card. If you buy an epic wild card, you then have an epic wild card token, and then you can trade that for any epic card of your choice. Okay, so there's a, hey, if you get this, and then, yeah. Yeah. Another thing they've done to kind of... Um dissuade whaling is that like i said the wild cards can only be bought through paid currency however there's a limit to what you can buy so there's only there's champion wild cards and epic have three in stock and rare and common have six in stock they restock once a week so you can't use the paid currency to buy more than that in a week ever they've actually hard locked it Okay, so this has been hard locked. All right. Yeah. So they're basically because they they were saying that they're like, look, if people want to to do less grinding or if they want to put more money into the game to buy cards, then they can. 
but we're intentionally putting this in so people can't just blow a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Like, exactly what I said. I... It was an intentional gate to stop it from catching people who are prone to spending lots of money. Yeah, like someone we know. I have actually been talking to him recently, though. I've been talking to Jordan recently. He's he's actively making an effort to spend less. It doesn't change the fact that he spends so much fucking money in in these games. Look, no, I agree. I agree. On the flip side, he is he the has... re- he. I'm calling it here. Our friend Jordan is the sole reason why Australia is in a recession. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. He he could dump so much money into the Australian economy, but no, he sends it overseas. <laughs> Well, everyone else is sending their money overseas. Why shouldn't he? Mate, I'd buy Coles milk. I'd send that straight as Australian farmers and money is going to. Exactly. Yeah, that's Woolworths. So, Rune Terror, right now, what would you give it? What, what would you... How would you recommend it or not recommend it? Would you say yes, no, maybe, I don't know? Can you repeat the Look, question? If you like card games, I'd give it a shot. It's really pretty. Like, the animation work is really well done. And, um... I like how it plays. It seems... It seems more strategic. Or more kind of in-depth than Hearthstone. Hmm. Uh, and I do say Hearthstone specifically because that I know that was intentionally made to be less complex, so it was easy to pick up. Um, and I'm not bashing it for that. I'm just saying, Legends of Runeterra is still accessible. Like it's not so complex that it's difficult to get into. Like some games, like Magic, can be. Um, as far as I'm aware, the skill floor is low. The skill ceiling is high. Yeah. Um, so, so it's easy to like learn hard to master. Yeah, if you like card games, I'd give it a shot. If you and like League of Legends, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, if you like League of Legends, I'd also give it a shot because it's all the same characters and shit. Are you saying, Alex, that you're a big fan of League of Legends? No, he's a fan nope. of card games. But it's kind of the same as um, me and Ruby. I don't really care so much about the show, but I really like the characters in the world. I believe Alex is similar to with League. He really likes the characters. He just hates the game. <laughs> I hate the community too. Yeah, community's not good. Yeah, fight but, me, but fight me, League of Legends fair, community. I'll take you all on. To be fair, you could pick any online community and say I hate them, and you'd probably be, uh, you know, justified. Uh, the Dark Souls <laughs> community. Thank you very much. Yeah. What? what? No. <laughs> They're <laughs> elitist <laughs> fuckwits. Yeah. Oh, the bad I was about ones. to say, the, the Dark Souls community, not the best choice of, okay, for then, an example. I was about to you say, what? the that's, Warframe that's, community, that's an even... and then I remember that Warframe was having that issue with an entire fucking mafia. Yeah, the, the fucking... The um, Riven Mod Mafia. Riven Mod Mafia. Hey, I was about to say, about is there it. a community out there... You know what? There is a community out there which is not toxic and people just don't mind. Animal Crossing community. Mm. Yeah, pretty, no, they're pretty wholesome. That you can't say no, you can't no. say that the Nintendo's fucking Mario because people fucking were up and shit when they saw Mario's nipples. Yeah, no, no, that was true. That was true with Animal Crossing, but then they what, brought what? a character to Smash, and those two communities started intermingling. 
<laughs> yeah, but then that's is is that the Smash community? Oh no, no. Does Every, does the, does the Animal community. Crossing? No, so when knows, an Animal no, Crossing character, the the Smash community is awful. The problem is it started bleeding over to the Animal Crossing one when the Animal Crossing character the got involved. The Smash they community just bleeds them. into whatever community gets added to the game. Exactly. So it's that's by that definition, the Smash community is a literal cancer. <laughs> As more things are introduced to it, it will spread. They can just smell it. They can just smell them. The community manages <laughs> to fucking... Fucking... What's the uh, Animal Crossing's character in Smash? The villager and Isabel. Yeah, villager just walks out, takes a deep breath, and then just vomits. Because <laughs> he can smell the Smash community. It's like, oh shit, it's the coronavirus. <laughs> Did you see the competition? The uh, latest Smash competition and the reward they got? Nope. Yeah, so, no, uh, no, that's because they're like, hey, hey, you know, this is the first time it's really been big, I think. But basically, they're like, yeah, no, Smash, it's a, it's a party game. Just give them a party reward. They can have a controller. Yeah, that's fine. From what I heard, it's a lot more sinister than that. Oh. A lot more sinister. <laughs> so, the latest oh, Smash... Was this about the uh, Pichu player uh, altering game files? No, this is about the organisation behind uh prize pools in fighting game communities so um hold up give me a second my dog's Sma fucking scratching up a storm yeah uh so let me try and find you know what's even better they dropped the controller yeah they did didn't the they only, they fucking dropped the, the controller in front of them this was a controller and they managed to drop it on stage yeah like holy shit well played sirs well played drops it fucking straight up drops it so I'm trying to figure out so it's Evo Japan so mm. Evo Japan Smash competition they won a just a pro controller which is literally a black controller with a white Smash symbol on it that is it I got one of them yeah no that's what they won for winning Evo the Evo the Smash Evo, tournament that's for winning yeah. Evo Japan yeah I, so apparently, I got one of them <laughs> I am going to paraphrase the shit out of this because there's a lot of like fine details in which I'm like cannot remember, but I know that there is some company that just apparently peered out of nowhere and said, "All right, all fighting game tournament prize pools have to go through us. They have to go through us, and we take a cut, and then you're allowed to have prize pools over a certain amount." And apparently this company just came out of nowhere with no fucking history or anything. And then Capcom's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. That's yeah, fine. And the community apparently was just outright like outrage. It's like, no, these people are fucking like mafia. They're, they're essentially the mafia of fighting game tournament prize pools. Because they they go out and say, since we're an official, there's not even government a government official. It is just people going, we're official. Uh, if you want to have a prize pool over a certain amount, you need to go for us. So and then we're we official get a because we said we are. Yes. So apparently, whoever was hosting that event straight up doesn't want that. Doesn't want to go through that shit. Apparently, they all they they actively are against this company. So the only thing that they were able to award them is uh, merchandise and prize stuff, rather than money, because over a certain amount they need to go through that whatever company and then that company takes a percentage of the prize pool and then whatever's left goes to the 
the character or not characters the fucking players so oh. that that's what i heard about why they had a smash controller for a, a fucking evo tournament like a winning evo tournament thing over money but still a smash a simplistic smash controller is pretty piss poor for mm-hmm. like a tournament like th- that that for me is a, is essentially just a bed and breakfast hey 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 man you get to stay at this hotel free star and you get some flapjacks in the morning and then you're fucking out that's 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 all i can see from that so yes uh smash community i do see some people like yeah i understand why and people are like oh my god what the fuck then the mere fact that they dropped it they dropped the controller it's like jesus fucking christ you had one job <laughs> yeah. i remember i'm i swear i heard something where a fucking in a esports tournament where they had like you know those big ass fucking prize cups mm-hmm. i think someone dropped that as well um oh, that was let a me Pokemon just tournament, wasn't it that they broke the, i'm about to find out esports tournament cup dropped let's see if i can figure out one no no what i didn't even say Fortnite. what what i didn't even say Fortnite. <laughs> and all it is is Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. nothing to do with dropping a fucking tournament cup mm, yes, okay that's what i wanted it's just people oh, okay so apparently a whole bunch of teams are pulling out of Fortnite and overwatch uh tournaments what a shock like okay. watch and i'm not surprised about the uh or well, i was just reading that's what the articles were about so yes was that was that all you did this week yeah pretty much yep. just those two just that including you all right well two birds two birds two stones yeah two birds you want to hear about my uh, fishing trip today no we have not yeah exactly <laughs> it's fishing. Right, so, juicy stuff so all right my week is more eventful thank you very much <laughs> um i've played three games uh four games actually this week one uh so a game came out recently called song of horror uh my sister was talking to it uh, to it about me on stream about how it's sort of like a randomly uh generated like procedural generated sort of horror game in the stuff like you fix camera angles and shit like that and it's set and it's an episodic thing so each episode is a self-contained story but you get to play as one of five characters so in episode one of song of horror it's set up as hey look um our big name novelist has disappeared i want you to go to his house and figure out what the fuck went on we want you to go there and see who he is so he goes so the guy goes to his house opens a door which it's like an impossible space door so like he walks through the kitchen and he walks into a room where there's a door which leads to the kitchen but there's no door on the other side opens it up goes downstairs gets locked in it forever door disappears and everyone's like 
Where did he go? Oh no. So the first thing they do is send your ex-wife. That's the first thing you would do is call up the ex-wife, send her in. Go, right? go, go. You're the meat shield. It's like, it's like, uh, but like, all right. So you get one, two, three, four, I think four options for four characters to choose from. But uh, for story's sake, I chose the ex-wife because the boss of the guy calls up and calls the ex-wife saying, your, your ex-husband is missing. And she's like, I've got to find out where he is. So I chose the ex-wife. But you have a choice of the ex-wife, uh, the boss of the guy who disappeared, um, some dude on a bus, <laughs> and uh, some electrician lady. And okay. each of these characters have their own unique things. So like for the, ele- the electrician, she has a radio, which uh, is meant to help uh, with detecting shit around the house uh, but the ex-wife has candles which help her calm down because calm calming is a mechanic in this game so uh, go in look around the place and it is uh, atmospherically does it pretty well there's good atmosphere in it like mm-hmm. it has a great sense of claustrophobia like claustrophobia yeah that's is it claustrophobia? Right. claustrophobia yeah yeah claustrophobia in, but in such an open area but since the darkness around you is very limiting and all you have is like a candle for a light source it, it works well and the noises and the ambience like just sets a good fucking like good horror scene now you guys want to know how they fuck it up yeah absolutely oh, yes I do jump scares fucking jump scares the lot of them You'd be walking like you. I was sitting there playing the game, like in a dark room. Like, dude, this is actually pretty fucking creepy. And then jump scare, and it ruins everything. Yeah, because you jump, like, you do, you kind of flinch and go, ah, oh. Well, that's yeah, but like it's set like it's setting such a great, uh, like atmosphere for what you're doing, and then it just ruins the atmosphere by throwing like a door. Start, like someone like punches or kicks a door and you're like who's there and it's like dude like you didn't need to do that and it keeps doing it all the fucking time and it's so frustrating because as i said the the ambience and the atmosphere of the game is decent enough it sets a decent horror vibe enough to carry it and that is the problem is that i feel they aren't they are not, how can I put it, confident in the ambience creating a scare. They had to throw a jump scare in there. And so that annoyed me. It, it, it made me feel good about the game and it also annoyed me about the game. It's the fact that it had great atmosphere ruined by jump scares. Uh, there's also like a mechanic in which, like if you open a wrong door, dead, fucking dead. Oh. so they give you mechanics so you have to like really listen into doors you need to listen to areas because if you open a door where there's a fucking thing behind it dead no chances so uh, I basically got pretty far with the ex-wife and then I heard something on the other side of the door which I'm like like usually you hear like like slimy tentacles or something just sort of moving around and that's like don't go in there yeah, that, but I heard like a big warning do not enter yeah. yeah but i heard like a sort of soft whimpering instead and i'm like okay let me check this out dead 
fucking lady and a daughter zombie fight fucking turn around and the door just closes on you and it says uh ex-wife is killed so i'm like okay so what that does is it brings you back to the character menu and then you can choose a new character to pick up from there yeah and i'm like that's pretty fucking cool i like that so but i haven't tried the new character yet because i did like a three hour stream on it and i'm like oh man i need to i need to play something else (laughs) so yeah uh song of horror fairly decent for episode one i haven't tried two three and four's not out yet but i'm probably going to get them as well and stream them as well so that is a song of horror now who makes song of horror is the question because as i said i i'm usually got fucking finger on the pulse when it comes to good horror games but uh so that's all they developed apparently all they developed is song of horror so each episode's about $12.95 Australian or you can buy the entire four episodes for $34 which is fine that's decent so yeah song of horror uh pretty good I'd say definitely gonna keep at it but I'm excited to see where it goes because this is a unique perspective on an episodic horror game the only other time i've seen something of this uh this kind of mechanic of having separate characters with separate abilities uh on a continuous timeline is done in zombie u does anyone remember that game no nope. uh yes the I game for the wii u where you had to kill zombies no nope. in britain in britain oh mm. the state of it the state of britain mate um, no, this but is yeah. not something I was aware of. But yeah, like it's a first-person shooter, uh, zombie survival shooter in set in Britain. But if how? your character dies, what do you mean how? How do you have a first-person shooter set in Britain? There are no fucking guns. It's oh my god, Alex! The fuck? <laughs> there are zombies. Yeah, it's, it's just why are you concerned? Why are you concerned about the fact that Britain has no guns, but now zombies though? Zombies, zombies are fine. Zombies are fine. Zombies are dime a dozen. Why can? Why is the game a first-person shooter in Britain when Britain has no guns? Shouldn't it be like a first-person stabber or a first-person acid All thrower right. All or something right. so a little more British? Use melee weapons more than you do guns, but there are guns because Britain is not a hundred percent gunless. Well, yeah, they got Especially, the army. Yeah. And guess who's fucking in Britain trying to defend it yet gets overrun and eaten like shit because they... Apparently, that's the one thing I fucking hate about zombie universes. Mm-hmm. There is rarely any the mil- the scene... The military is always dog shit? No, no. It, there's rarely ever seen in which... So, in almost, in almost every uh, zombie media I've seen, people act like it's not people act like but in these universes it's like zombies don't exist at all in in horror or anything yeah, like that so like no in any in any zombie movie or media it's it seems to be assumed that zombie media doesn't exist yeah like no one know if you go hey that's a zombie they'll be like what the fuck's a zombie what is this except for Shaun of the dead yeah Sure, Ted, I fucking love that. Yeah, there are any zombies the- out there? Don't say that. What? The Z word. Oh, p- <laughs> all right. Are there any out there? <laughs> I fucking love it. 
but like yeah everyone's like especially in like resident evil 3 in the intro to resident evil 3 you see like swat and police forces just gunning down zombies not even aiming for the head they all just shoot at chests and they're like oh the zombie got back up and just keep running at me no one the one thing I, that i don't understand in these situations is like what if someone like just accidentally shot a zombie in the head and it's like wait that zombie ain't getting up now fucking blues clues comes out of nowhere now so if i shoot him in the chest and they get back up but i shoot him in the head and they don't hey guys <laughs> shoot him in the chest Shoot them in the chest some more. No, no hear me The out, more hear bullets me means the what? longer they stay down, right? If we shoot them in the brain. <laughs> Give me a second. No. What the fuck? I'll what be right back. Alright. Yeah. So. So that was yeah, your so, first game so, played? Yes. Song of Horror. Um, looks pretty interesting. Like, definitely good, but some points are ruined. Uh, other thing I'm picking back up is Hotline Miami. Ugh, Hotline Miami. Uh, nothing really much to say about that game that isn't already said it is quite a fun game quite punishing as well but it's it's reasonably fun so i've been picking that back up now uh i don't know if i said this last week but i'm playing more of the witcher 3 but that's been put on hold witcher 3 has been put on hold let's see if i will ever pick it back up again from where i left off because (laughs) this has happened multiple times when i started the witcher and just put it down and then forget about it but I have good reason. So, um, the the sale, uh, Steam sale was on recently for the year to wrap. I mm-hmm. oh, yeah, by the way, speaking of plagues, uh, Russia has officially closed their borders to China. Yeah. So let's see by the end of this podcast how many countries are closing their borders to China <laughs> by the end of the podcast. Because <laughs> we have like I think. Uh, Singapore, Japan, Russia, Australia is doing it very soon. Oh, all right, so I'm going to real talk for a second. Did you he- so you know how our prime minister says, "Hey, we want to get any uh, Australians out of Wuhan?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, at a cost. You have oh, to pay a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars because they're going to Prince's Island or some shit. No, they're going to Christmas Island, that one. which is like a remote prison which is understandable because hey, if these people are fucking infected I don't want them in the general populace if anyone's going to die to this virus it'd be me alright if we, if you suddenly if you viewers suddenly see, see videos stop being uploaded it's because I've died and these two don't know how to video edit <laughs> so yeah um, so sale went on and I saw Nino Kuni 2 at a fucking steal at like 70-80% off fucking I've been meaning to get it for ages bought it in a heartbeat I heard nothing but good things about it and that is quite a game like Kinyo Kuni 2 I've played about 2 hours of it for a reason like for a reason there would be more trust me stick with me so aesthetically looks amazing like the overworlds are like really well detailed uh for like the characters in it are done in that studio ghibli uh aesthetic even though now here's the weird thing studio ghibli worked on nino kuni 1 studio ghibli did not work on nino kuni 2 it just had a couple of members from studio ghibli 
work on the character designs. Yeah, but they still got the whole. But yeah, it still has that. It still has that very uh, Ghibli aesthetic because, like, those people from Studio Ghibli are still working on the game. But Studio Ghibli is not directly involved. So uh, everything is quite like it looks great in it and it plays well smooth it just feels right which is the good thing about like a jrpg with a sort of active battle system where you run around and do combos and shit like that like that is great but at the same time it is also fairly simplistic now that's not to say simplistic is a bad thing but at the same time i don't see as i've only played two hours but i don't see how they can have this style of simplistic gameplay carry for such a long time all right you're saying look the the gameplay is simplistic and it's fun and it's fine but you feel like it's going to get old before the game finishes yes so like they have the system they have is it's basically you it's a battle arena in which you're you're actively fighting like a character action game kind of uh, fighting enemies now you have sort of like a weapon wheel so you have a weapon one two and three and an arranged weapon and you can switch between weapon one two and three on the go so the aim that i've gotten so far of using multiple weapons is that the more you use a weapon in a fight it has a percentage that goes from zero to 100 and when it reaches uh 100 you can use like a weapon art or a ability using that sword and then once you use the ability percentage goes down to zero and then you attack enemies to get it back up to 100 so what they try want you to do is hey get this weapon up to 100% switch your weapon and get that up to 100% and switch your weapon get that up to 100% and then you've got free like you got buster three moves supers ready so you can just yeah free supers ready you find the the last phase of the big boss you just go bang 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 yeah but like i've only unlocked like two abilities but i i can see that anymore and then i haven't gotten to the magic aspect of it yet so right now like obviously it's only two hours i can i can barely judge it from two hours especially being a jrpg but uh that mechanic is fairly simplistic it's like hey hit enemy to make number go big either use big number or save big number and you can use multiple big numbers uh so like right now i've got like a cutlass equipped and then a broadsword and then like a fire cutlass and then my favorite ranged weapon gun <laughs> like actual fucking nine millimeter pistol because the story of nino kuni 2 is hey look uh the president of united states it's an it's a president of united states east Kai. oh that's right it's that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where the president of united states gets transported to another world and starts kicking yeah. ass so um what happens is president of the united states is driving down his highway someone nukes a fucking city and it knocks the president's car away and he wakes up in a new universe and so in the first thing that the president experiences in the universe is that there's a coup happening and the king who's like a fucking seven-year-old boy is like hey guards get him and then the guards are like we're just gonna, we're just gonna fucking kill you kid 
like this is just too fucking easy until the president pulls out his 4-4 and <laughs> makes sure all those mouses fucking kids don't grow like just literally pulls out his gun shoots the fucking bad guys dead with one bullet and then goes this is too effective this I'm gonna put you fair. away for I'm now I'm gonna learn how to use a sword <laughs> yeah this is too effective puts the gun away until we get like the sword in which we use a sword and it it lets us get regain ability of the gun again but the gun is drastically nerfed <laughs> it is the gun was blessed with the blessing of a cutscene that is the magic oh, yeah, the gun the, got the cut is cutscene gun well it I is mean, the cutscene gun who kills all you remember XCOM 1's Chilong right yeah yeah oh yeah scene, where you meet him and like your soldiers are walking up and he's like ah oh, you must be my contacts then pulls out a pistol one shots a sectoid in the head and then goes ah just like killing a man and then throws his gun away throws the and fucking he's gun a away. civilian npc like vip for the rest of the yeah match. it's, it's like, like what why it is he is blessed with the cutscene gun straight up Hold up. So yeah, so the president gets uh, the fucking uh, cutscene gun, uh, kills two rats, and then uses a sword. And then the next time you get the gun back, it's drastically nerfed. Like it does fuck all damage. It is a pea shooter. In fact, you find a a fucking crossbow that does more damage than a than a fucking nine millimeter bullet. Go figure. But the well, thing about this game was hmm? there's there's some science behind that, like majority of like a bullets are fucking i don't want to use the term damage here but like that's the closest transferable unit of measurement so like a majority of a bullet's damage comes from its velocity and because mm. there's not much weight behind the bullet itself uh it relies on uh you know like wind resistance its rotation like speed and all that stuff to actually penetrate and go through a lot of things a crossbow bolt is a lot heavier than a bullet so where it lacks whereas the bullet has a lot more finesse and it will punch right through a crossbow bolt will sort of smash in and then obviously as you go from bolt to arrow and to increase the size of the arrow there's a lot more weight behind it and so that does a lot more raw impact damage no this is a fucking bullet you yeah. get shot with a bullet that's it right fucking left right good night dead dead yeah, people have been shot with bullets and survived before Yes, but if I'm shooting you with a bullet, it's going to do more damage than a crossbow. <laughs> oh, if it Actually, passes right through. Actually, you know no. Let's, the, let's, the crossbow will let's, do more let's damage. Let's table this for now, all right? Let's table right. this for now. So, after playing a while of Nino Kuni, it, like, aesthetically amazing. Uh, gameplay feels good. But I just... I just needed some edge. And I wasn't getting it from Nino Kuni 2 you're not gonna get that for something that looks like it was made by uh, Ghibli the king was like I want everyone I want to you know rule the kingdom and make sure everyone lives quote unquote happily ever after he says it all the fucking time (laughs) happily ever after now that shit melts my heart don't get me wrong but I just need some edge at the moment I need a little more edge by little I mean like I need Tales of Basiria so I've been playing a lot Here of Tales of Basiria, and that is the right amount of edge I need. I need a fucking female lead who plays by her own rules and gets results. I need a fucking wise cracking swordsman. I need a fucking 
like fist smashing pirate named Aizen. I need a fucking young boy who reminds me of my dead brother. <laughs> and I need a fucking, I would say a lolly mage. Oh, there we go. There it is. Like, there we go. So the one thing I, I just, how do I put it? So the mage, apparently I'm in the wrong here because I fucking hate Magalu. I don't like her at all. She could fuck off from my party. She's not even in my party at the moment. She can just fuck off. But like, I hate her. Fucking Alex and Jordan love her because she's annoying. No, <laughs> I not don't because understand. she's annoying. What, what is it then? Defend her, go. Right. Magilu's charm comes from her showmanship. She's a performer, an artiste. That's where it comes from. You you haven't... What have you played? Like an hour, two hours of the game so far? Ten. Ten. Ten, and you haven't even... You haven't even been captivated by the charm that is Magilu's performances. Because she's fucking annoying. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you her, like Makoto, her annoyances. So. Her annoyances are so fucking annoying I almost skip the cutscene she's in I'm like the button's right here I could just press it and be over with it but I don't want to skip out on any story and I'm like oh Maggie Lou you're such a bitch she like, really isn't she is she sold my crew out for her quote unquote showmanship and then just expected us to save her well, the I, only reason no the only there. reason we saved her is because we were there at the time <laughs> yeah. i'm not even kidding she like we're like ah, uh, like velvet the main character is like no nah, she, she she knows a way out of this she'll be fine and then we like come up to this fucking like we had a plan set up which involved like oh um the Praetors are going to sacrifice Mag- well, not sacrifice but um, kill Magalu and I'm like oh, okay she'll find a way and it's like no wait we actually need to get here to this point where the Praetor is now the Praetors are like uh, like I'd say holy knights in a sense it's a very big religion that revolves around the fact that it is built on lies built on lies because now this is not really much of a spoiler because it happens in like the first part of the game but like these uh, so Artorius is like the number one holy knight guy and he killed our, our brother so that he can infect the world with demons and demon blight which turns humans into demons so he can be the saviour so <laughs> I'm he's, going to curse everyone so I can save everyone and get the credit. He's, it's more of like, man, we... Man, we we holy knights are doing fuck all these days. We need some job security. How do we do the that? Plot, you, you, the don't, plot you know what? Tales of I'm going to sacrifice this fucking kid over here and he's going to create demon blight throughout the town and he's going to create demons around the world and I'm gonna kill them, and then they're gonna be happy with me. They're not gonna know that I fucking brought on this issue. They're not gonna know that I created the problem I am solving. 
they're just gonna see me as a savior and that i can understand with velvet being pissed now the uh western release of the game has this one scene only one scene in the game censored in which is uh velvet's brother lafacette his execution from artorius so artorius is like in the western version of the game artorius basically goes hey lafacette uh, brother of Velvet to people that trust me immensely. I am <laughs> going to kill you now. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise you in the air with magic and then I'm going to have like a magic cross pierce you and then you're going to fall into this pit and die. And I'm like, okay, that's how I thought it was. That's but no, the, the Japanese version is Artorius is like, this sword is now in you, Lafacette. You are now my shish kebab. <laughs> and just literally holds Lapisette's dead body on his sword up in the air while Velvet just watches from afar. I like that that scene in the Japanese version delivers it's so much more, more so much more powerful from the fact like obviously the the end result is the same. Artorius kills Velvet's brother Lapisette and she fucking's pissed. But the brutalness of the event i feel is undermined with the fact that he used like a magic cross to kill him instead of slaughtering him himself so i feel like that scene because when i heard about it I'm like what like they said oh the western version is censored i'm like what censored? it's literally just one scene and that's it and that's how lapis says killed i'm like that is fucking rough and i feel velvet's anger would be more justified like, it's justified to begin with but more justified of her rashness and her like hot-headedness about it if she saw her brother get killed in such the uh, such a brutal aspect see like when he's killed with the magic it looks more care like careful uh more methodic more control a lot more nicer but just watching Lafset get stabbed and then held up like in the sky with his dead body on the end of a sword just gives it more groundness gives it more like it feels more brutal it feels like velvet has been almost it, it creates a greater sense of agency in the scene not just that but it feels velvet is more abused from the side like more affected yeah more affected more like how can i put it traumatized yeah more traumatized because of like the gore like the gore the draft like it's just how straightforward and disgusting and carefree his execution is as if like lafacette meant nothing like just going lafacette stabbed through the sword held up like like he sees him as like as trash rather than you know majestically lifting him up with seals and then having a cross appear through him and killing him was it shows that the scene is a lot more graphic and a lot well not say graphic but the experience is more traumatizing to velvet than seeing her brother get killed with magic it's a lot more personal even though like the effect is still the same artorius kills lafset it feels more personal and traumatizing if 
when you see uh, Artorius just stab Lafacet and kill him cold blood, that's it. And that's why, like, that's... And they, the, they defended it saying, like, oh, you know, something about context when it comes to the rest of the game. I don't know what that means because I haven't finished the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But, yeah, I am all aboard fucking... Uh, Tales of Berseria right now like it is really fun I'm definitely going to finish it like this is my game to play nothing else uh, and then I have like the only other thing I'm playing is on the side which is Doom I'm doing a no upgrade no. Um, nightmare run which means uh, no upgrades to weapons no weapon mods uh, no suit upgrades uh, no Argent Cell upgrades other than the mandatory Argent Cell you need. Like, there's a... the When you get your first Argent Cell, you can't progress unless you take it. Oh, right. So that's the only upgrade thing you ever get, and that went straight to fucking ammunition. <laughs> but holy fuck, the game is so... I, you don't realise how much you rely on weapon mods until you take them away. Because entire kits are just ruined. Like, I would have a cycle of... I would use uh, the Gorse Cannon Siege Mode in which I, f- I found something out where like if you just pull out the Gorse Cannon, so it has a Siege Mode which uh, you're stuck in place for about two or three seconds but it does like a extremely damaging blast. It's exactly so it charges that. for a couple it's, seconds it's and then blasts. Mode. You can't move while charging it or you're really slow. I don't remember which one. Yeah, uh, you, you get an upgrade which you can move slowly, but standing still moving slowly in Doom, dead. Especially in Nightmare Run, dead. So if you switch out, if you get the Siege Mode and all its attachments and then you switch to the Gorse Cannon and then press both the Aim for the Siege and Fire button, you'll just instantly Siege Mode Blast. Instantly. So, you'll be like, all right, got rocket launcher, ghost cannon blast, dead. That's it. It's, it's, it's like boom. an instant siege blast. But you have to switch to the ghost cannon. You can't uh, do the uh, the siege cannon instant blast unless you switch to it. Yes, yeah, so it so doesn't you work need if you already do have something that. else and then switch and fire straight away. Yeah, and that that can just one hit certain enemies, like big enemies, like revenants and shit like that. Uh, so I will usually use the Siege Mode Gorse Blast, uh, the Rocket Launcher, uh, the Double Barreled Shotgun, and then a Grenade Round from the regular Shotgun. So I am using three weapon mods for this. So the Siege Mode in the Gorse Cannon, the Remote Detonation from the Rocket Launcher, and the Grenade from the regular Shotgun. So now my weapon rotation has to include fucking the assault rifle and um what is the fucking the plasma gun to do extra damage because i don't use the fucking minigun it's too slow so yeah i i i'm it is so fucking hard trying to rebalance my kit without any like and plus no health armor or ammo upgrades except for the one ammo upgrade that i got that is it uh no suit upgrades either so no um changing weapons faster no changing uh climbing up ledges faster everything is slow as shit <laughs> you're really feeling it and going Ugh. yeah you really feel how slow the doom slayer is without his upgrades and it is 
both fun and frustrating. But I, I, I would love to see someone do like, I would say a hundred percent run, but I would like someone to go through Doom, glitchless, on an Ultra Nightmare no upgrade run. That I think is the impossible. I'm sure someone could manage it, but you know. Yes, but I got the feeling no one is willing to put that much time into the game. Like people, people can barely do the Ultra Nightmare runs with all the upgrades. Like what's fucking having no upgrades, dude? That's fucked. But so that's been my week: Song of Horror, Hotline Miami, Nina Kuni Two, and Tales of Assyria. Rightio, so now we can jump right into the news. Now, we have a few fucking goodies tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, with a big one coming off with Warcraft 3 Reforged. Uh, the 17, as Jaden said, the 17-year-old game... That they managed to downgrade. Which they managed to downgrade. It's a, it's a fucking... Uh, texture pack DLC 17 years in the thinking in the thinking at best yeah so uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged came out in a fucking joke of a state so let's have a look at Metacritic because I think the only thing we have right now for Metacritic uh, is user, user reviews, reviews yeah. because um, yeah there's no real reviews we have uh, reviews in progress done by destructoid uh vg247 and wcc f tech uh basically all giving them like a hey this doesn't seem good and yeah so user reviews for warcraft 3 reforged out of one and a half thousand is 1.5 out of 10 87 positive 21 mix 726 uh negatives so the game is in such a broken state that textures are not loading in uh like you're getting rubik's cube textures over models because uh some models for units uh textures in the world and buildings just aren't appearing what else is there uh the most common problem i've been seeing around is the uh instant defeat glitch not glitch instant defeat bug in which so multiplayer doesn't work with friends multiplayer doesn't work um <laughs> there is a lot of a lot of stuff wrong with the game at the moment uh, i had a list of bugs but i can't seem to find it right now but um yeah so custom games don't work uh friends list games don't work uh what else is there campaign is broken off the bat some like the most common bug i've seen is the instant defeat bug in which you lot like the first mission the epilogue as soon as you get into the mission you get instantly defeated by the pc instantly yeah as soon as you like load, before you can move you a load, unit defeat so that means multiplayer doesn't work and the campaign single player doesn't, doesn't work the single player doesn't work can't play custom games can't even play games with friends this is a full priced game my friends is it i'm pretty sure it was yeah i think i think it was a full price texture pack for a 17 year old <laughs> game built Warcraft on the same free. engine yeah that's weird why would they fucking 
builder on the same engine. Ah, uh, because this is Blizzard Activision. They like to make money, not spend money. Let's see how much they are charging us, even dear worse, friend. Even worse. So, also on top of that, they uh, <laughs> on top of that, the All right, online what's the numbers? is um that same on online framework for the new Warcraft Reforged, you know, the broken mm. one. Um, they updated the old Warcraft 3 and Frozen Throne to use the same framework. So multiplayer is broken for those games as well. Across the board, yeah. For uh, people who are $50 Australian. $50 hairs Australian. So, um, yeah. There's also uh, all these updated in-game cutscenes that they said they'd put in and then when people looked at yes. them, they're like, what the fuck is this? Even so, worse than that, you know, mm. they advertise this and it wasn't happening. You know, you could argue false advertising. It can be hard to prove false advertising sometimes. No, this was Except straight for the fact up. That this was released two days ago, and if you go to the Warcraft Reforged website, they're still advertising those new cutscenes, which aren't in the game. Yeah, bow, bow, I can bow, see bow, that. Bow. Yeah. Bow. So yeah, they they even previewed these cutscenes in the 2006. Yeah, right now I'm I am watching the trailer, the of trailer. the new cutscenes. Yeah. So they had like full cinematic cutscenes in the game. Uh, in when they announced it, I think it was in two thousand eighteen or two thousand sixteen. I don't remember. Well, they showed it off. Uh, and now the cutscenes are literally like StarCraft Two cutscenes, where like it's all in game with like a display picture, display portrait of the character and text. So, yeah, which is exactly what the same was with the old Warcraft Three. Yeah. So, Warcraft Three is just not only a buggy mess, but it is a fucking straight up lie to the customers. Coming fucking from Blizzard, this is actually nothing new. But yep. um, I am seeing. Oh, articles. they also delayed the game as well with the. Oh, yeah, uh, they did. With the tagline, need more time. Quote: We need more time to polish it so it can uh, stand up to the high standards you guys have of us. Yeah, like dude, like even those high standards are getting trampled on when you do fucking nothing. So yeah, the game is a buggy mess, unplayable. And the one thing that I saw today which i'm like this is fucking stupid is that you have news outlets gaming news outlets go oh people are review bobbing this game uh for fucking you know it's like well, no shit people are review bombing the game because it's broken it's unplayable and it costs a lot of money like review usually like review review bombing comes with that negative uh, annotation yeah, of it comes with the negative connotations of they're doing it as a form of protest rather than actual accurately reviewing yeah the describing game. the game for example, these people are um yeah there was a f there's been a few cases and because my brain's not working i can't name any of at the moment but there's been quite a few cases where oh that's one people didn't like there were some issues that people had with borderlands 3 and mm -hmm. there's no review thing on the Epic Store, and people Epic are angry Store, yeah. that it wasn't on PC. So Borderlands 2 they, got a shit ton of negative yeah. reviews. 
going because these of, are my yeah. issues with Borderlands 3 don't buy this because I don't think you should support the company which yeah. aren't real reviews on like I get why they did it especially since there was no actual way to review Borderlands but a 3 decent game, game gets but decent game gets fucked not, because of it yeah like exactly. Borderlands 2 suffers because of what happens in Borderlands 3 but when it comes to this but more the point uh, more the point than it's suffering it's just inaccurate they're not reviews to the game I get why they did it but it's still wrong yeah whereas this game is getting review bombed because it's broken buggy unplayable well, no this game is not giving, getting review bombs no it's, it's not getting review bombs. it technically Everyone's, is a review no, bomb it's not getting but... review bombed again review bombs are when people everyone goes to it and negatively reviews it for mm. something that isn't part of the game whether it's the Ooh. developer's actions or something else they've done this isn't getting review bombed this is just getting a lot of negative reviews because the game's shit <laughs> yeah the game is fucking god awful and mm. so yeah, like this game is just straight out out the door broken and even though they was delayed it for trying to quote unquote fix it they still released it in such a fucking garbage state um one thing i found fucking god awful is um accounts are getting or forums of people who are making posts on blizzards or on blizzard forums about how to get a refund are getting deleted and banned yep like people are going this is how you get a refund for the game yeah, cause, because cause blizzard is not making blizzard it easy refusing refunds and then people yeah. are going this is how i got a refund this maybe this could work for you and then those posts and people who were putting them up were getting banned yeah which is very fucking telling of how it how fucking blizzard are handling this shit it is just a goddamn like i'm not a fan of warcraft 3 like it's fine it's not something I'm like, ooh, fucking frothing out the mouth like a mutt dog for. But even I can just see this shit and it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? See, I love Warcraft 3 and I was almost never going to get reforged for two reasons. One, I don't really play RTS as much anymore. Two, if I did, I could just play the old version, or so I thought, because they managed yeah. to fuck that up as well. Um, and that's about it. I don't care about the new graphics. I don't oh, care about any of that. If I want we, to play the game, I'll just play the old game. We and, have and yet that's personal, but to talk about the worst part yeah. about this. Ooh. There's a worst part? There's a worst part, and it's so blatantly anti-consumer. Oh, I have... I, yes, yes. Uh, custom can I, can I game acceptable use policy. Oh, yes, that's right. I almost... So, well, I did gist, actually forget that that was a thing. The gist of this is basically they've... Blizzard have put in a policy as part called of the custom game use, acceptable use policy. Um, which you can tell it was directly their response. This is their response as kind of... You can see it from the company's perspective. They're going, this is a response for stuff like Dota 2. Dota was created in the Warcraft Dungeons as a custom game and then became or a hugely chess. successful. Um, Auto Chess as well. I believe Auto Chess was a Dota 2 mod, not a Dota 1. Yeah, no, but like, it's the, the fact that it stems from the original. Like, all right, uh, so many custom games come out from and become, Warcraft. Actually, and become real games. Like, yeah. specifically 
Dota 2 was huge, and only once it started getting huge, Blizzard's like, wait a minute, no, you can't do that. Um, so, because of that, they've done this policy, which effectively goes, um, as far as the law allows, unless you have some kind of copyright law that protects you outside of this, um, any custom games you create is 100% owned by Blizzard, we can do whatever the fuck we want to it, and we don't need to credit you for it. Yes. So, uh, where is it? There's... No, don't know. So, basically, they came out saying, hey, look, uh, you if you make custom games for, for this game, that's cool. You're not allowed to make a fucking dime off of it. You can get donations, but with fucking asterisks everywhere... And they even use the term moral code. Let's just have a look. Moral. Your moral rights. You're surrendering your moral rights to the game. And that is moral. legal talk. Oh, it's a talk. blizzard, actually. Here we go. That, what's that is, it's legal talk for basically having to be named for... Uh, or having, having to be credited for your game. It's basically yeah. legal talk to say they don't need to credit you if they do something with the game. Yes. Um, let's have a look, see. Uh, Blizzard, by applicable laws, to the utmost extent legally permitted to weigh, you waive any moral rights or similar rights you may have in, in all such custom games without any uh, remuneration? Rem Renumerations. Renumerations. Without limiting Blizzard's right to ownership in the custom games. Blizzard's rights reserves the right in its sole and absolute discretion to remove custom games from a system or require that a custom game developer cease annual development or distribution of a custom game. Uh, what else is there? So you straight up... Yeah. Which does actually mean, basically, they can go, oh, this custom game's popular. We're going we're to taking take it. that idea... You can't so make it going, anymore. We're going to take it, take that idea, you know, polish it up and put a new IP on it or whatever, mm. sell it as a new game, and you can't put it up as a custom game anymore. Yeah, it's straight up cease it's a cease and desist as if we were working on this the whole time and you copied us so um straight up buy buy any custom games for for warcraft Free reforged no one is ever going to do this unless they solely do not care about uh what this policy means for them like if by that i mean like i don't care if blizzard takes it and makes money off it i want to do this like people make like people make custom games because like one their love of the game and two like them doing new shit with the uh, engine but just imagine you spending hours creating a new custom game for your love of the game and blizzard goes yeah stop that right now this is our project you can't work on this anymore just imagine that happening and it could happen it's like hey look i spent hours you know doing custom fucking bitmaps and you know models and shit like that and then blizzard goes all right you can't work on that anymore since we now claim ownership of it we don't even we don't even have to say you had a hand in it we can say it was us and only us from the very beginning and we poured our heart and soul into this yada 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 no one else and but honestly, blizzard worked on at that this point like 
There's free source code for RTS games on fucking Unity and Unreal. And Unity's free. Yeah. Like, as long well, as... Unreal's free as well. Yeah, and especially if you're not actually selling... You know, the, I think you can get one that's either, like, a cut of your sales or... Well, you, with Unreal Engine, uh, 5% of your sales goes to uh, uh, Epic. But my point was, if you were doing a custom game, which you intended to do for free anyway, because you were just making a custom game, mm-hmm. it would be easier to just get around Blizzard's copyright by finding one of those fucking free RTS source codes and learning Unity or Unreal. Yeah. Yep. Like you, your time would be better valued putting it into an original project rather than using the frame, the broken framework, mind you, that Blizzard has provided for you. Because right now Blizzard's going, we don't care about you, but we want you to make stuff so we can take it from you. And people have come out and it's like, what the actual fuck? Like, this is, like, the most anti-consumer Blizzard couldn't get about the whole situation. So, here we go. Some guy breaks it down for us. Bethesda's sitting there going, Oh, guys, man, we really, really fucked up our uh, our public image in the last year. And then fucking Blizzard comes out. Guys, 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 I could do that better. I can do that so much better. Fucking I Blizzard fuck kicks up open the door, goes, new decade, new me, and then immediately <laughs> shoots a baby. Just kills a baby right in the front. It was like, Bethesda has gone out and is like, oh man, what's integrity? We can just release broken pieces of shit and they'll buy it. And people are like, yeah, not anymore. And then Blizz- yeah. Blizzard has gone, man, what's integrity? We can just release broken pieces of shit and people buy it. And unfortunately, uh, people did. But now they're fighting back about it. I don't it. remember yep. the name of the new IP. IP is it Starbound? No. Uh, yes. It is for Bethesda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's Starbound, so, something like that. They have two chances. Starbound is kind of a reset point where they can just do that separately, and they kind of need that to do well. Elder Scrolls Six. No hope. If that isn't a good game I'd no, almost dude. argue even it has to be a great game on release the company's fucked dude they are they've said they've already using the engine they're using for Fallout 76 to create Elder Scrolls 6 they are shooting themselves in the foot and then trying to work on that foot look so yes uh, I am actually I take this with a grain of salt. I am actually willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. To the point of, look, I get it. They're comfortable with that engine. The modders and shit know that engine. I do get that logic. And I'm sure you can make a good game in that engine. I'm sure you can make a game that's... Are we talking about Bethesda? Yeah, I'm sure you can make a game that's way do better you... than Skyrim in that engine. Have but... you forgotten? No, no, Have that's you... what I'm saying. No, no let me finish. I'm saying I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in the terms of I'm sure you can make a great game. Skyrim was a great game on release. It had a lot of bugs. I'm not going to argue that. Like there was It still has it. a lot of bugs. But it was a good game on release. I'm sure they could make a better game than Skyrim now, with less bugs. With it- I'm sure they can do that on that engine. I'm giving them for the benefit of the doubt for using that engine. 
However, I have very low expectations of them on F on actually accomplishing this. So I when it comes... They, no, I think they can. I totally think it's possible to. However, I don't think it's very likely that they do. And if they fuck it up, like I said, I think that is their last chance. Well, yeah, like, they, are, they have to release straight up, like, bangers in order to win reputation back. But when it comes to the modding aspect of the games, have you forgotten but, the fact that they even, tried selling mods to you? Mods that they stole from the community? Yes. No, I, I remember that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying it was all good. I'm not saying a lot of it was good. I'm it saying wasn't all roses Skyrim and sunshine up there. It's a good game, and Skyrim had good DLC as well. Like, it it was a good game, and honestly, it still is a good game. It definitely has its issues, mm. but it still is a good game. But Bethesda's two big IPs were Fallout and, and The Elder Scrolls. Fallout 4 had a bit of a mixed reception. It was good, but it was kind of just... People had issues with the storylines, and the fact that it was being directly compared to the last thing that came out of Sky of the Fallout universe, which was New Vegas. Mm. So it just got a bit of a... Well, New Vegas New Vegas was... Um... New Vegas didn't work on release. They patched it about a week or two later. However, that's yeah. also because Bethesda gave Obsidian, Obsidian 18 months to make a game. Yeah, they were given fuck all time, and even though the game did better than Fallout 3, uh, they were denied another fucking chance of making a Fallout game. But my point was, Fallout 4 got mixed true. reactions, partially because it was being directly... Um, compared to previous games and partially due to some regressions and decisions that people didn't agree with. Yeah, but the comparison to previous games No, that's always going to exists happen. But my point because is because it has the Fallout name. Yeah. No, I agree. My point is Fallout 4 got a mixed reception. And mm. Fallout 76 was Fallout 76 and got possibly the worst reception of any game. They managed to beat out Anthem in my opinion. Oh, no, easily. Yeah, um, easily. because Anthem fucked up from a game perspective Fallout 76 fucked up from an like, entire company wide from and every further. aspect yeah. every aspect but merchandise fucking advertisement uh, what else is that from the game design every part about Fallout 76 was screwed so that's why Fallout 76 and still fucking banking on Fallout 76 on Stadia which we'll talk so, about later because I'm not sure Stadia will last that long. <laughs> yes, so yes. Stadia will die before we can shoot our um, It's Raining Google Play cards. After after Fallout 4, which I still enjoy, I have a lot of fun with, but it did get a mixed reception and there are good reasons for it. Um, I, Fallout I 76, it. and again, mm. everything from Skyrim has been using the same engine, which, like I said, I think they can make a really good game on it. But pull their head out uh, of I don't think they can anymore. Yeah, no. The the engine is getting too outdated from what it already is for the stuff they are trying to pull. Especially with Skyrim not coming out for, I would say, I'm going to throw it randomly, 2024. Because, you know, when we saw it last year, the only thing we saw was a fucking still picture of like, hey, here's some clips. So you, that's not even that ready. The code's not even ready. So, uh... 
try to imagine a game fallout 76 um but try to imagine doing stuff on a fallout 76 for four years from now like the technology is going to advance so far that it's going to look like dog shit because the either they they do a new engine and start it fucking with new technology or a large a large reason i disagree is because the modding community more specifically the graphical end of the modding community has proved you can make it look really fucking good lighting engine Yes, lighting. That is the the that's fan made mods for the lighting. Lighting, but, texture fidelity, yeah, ENB shaders. There water. is only so much lighting can do when the technology advances four years from now. I agree. I I I'm not disagreeing with you in that I think I think they can make a good game even four years from now. I think they're capable of making a good. I think it is. It is possible to make a good... I'm not going to say they're capable. It is possible to make a good game, even as things are standing four years from now, on that engine. I think that is absolutely possible. However, I think I, still I think agree you with are you. crazy. I still agree with you in that they definitely should have used a new engine. Or at the very least, you know, done a 2.0 of their Bethesda engine. At the very well, the, least. What is it they're called? The creative engine, whatever it is? Something like that. I don't know. They've been running on this engine since fucking... Well, Skyrim was it, Skyrim? 2011, I think. Yeah. And then they, there is no way for a few years. So the engine's been when, existed since first like of all, 2007 or something. First of all, uh, Fallout 76 claims 16 times better graphic fidelity. 16 times the detail. 16. Yeah. 16 times the detail. Like, one, that's quite a number to land on. Uh, two, no, it's fucking not. It is not that. In fact, it looks like dog shit close up. But my my overall point through all of that is that after Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, at this point, the Fallout franchise is kind of dead unless they bring out another really good single-player game. I Again, think... Elder Scrolls is their other flagship and if they fuck that up, there's no hope. They've got nothing left. So, like, especially since they haven't announced a new Fallout game. Like, they're not working on a new Fallout game, as far as we're aware. They are still band-aiding Fallout seventy six. They this... do not have the time or resources. Like, let's let's just say what they said is true. All right, let's say that all divisions of Bethesda worked on Fallout 76. So, it's either one of two things that is going down with Fallout 76. One, or three things. One, those company, those uh, Bethesda branches that worked on 76 are all working on fixing the game. That's one reality. Two, there is a single Bethesda branch working on fixing uh, Fallout 76. That's the second reality. Third, there's a skeleton crew working on fallout 76 so it's either one of these three because someone's working on fallout 76 just don't know to what extent and by the looks of things i would say a skeleton crew because one fallout just wasn't making money so why waste the resources so they could be working on a new fallout game 
but they they haven't upgraded the engine now the engine is the biggest aspect of the game that is failing like they can't make any better graphical detail in the current engine they have because it's only so much they've got only got so much to work with so we have that issue secondly if they try to make they can only make the game smaller on the engine in order to get things working smoothly because you know Fallout 76 was a fucking big constant like world that is true uh, even though they say it's much larger than like Fallout 4 even though most of the map is just open nothingness so you, you, you that claim can is true but if, what use is a fucking map if a majority of it just is just barren wasteland so they need to upgrade the engine or fucking build a new one it's going to cost a fuckload of money to build a new engine but that engine's going to cover your next 10-15 years and all the money made in then otherwise they're going to keep releasing broken game after broken game and then there was a whole thing about like when fallout 3 fallout new vegas and fallout 4 release it's like oh the game's gonna come with bugs just accept it and they even joke about that at the e3 conference like hey you know it's gonna come out with some bugs just accept it but cut consumers are straight up like no we're not gonna accept that anymore meaning they're gonna only lose more money if they keep releasing buggy games and the engine the more they try and push it the more errors they run into so the fact that they have all this shit backed up fallout and skyrim are no longer going to be the money makers it's going the money's going to have to come from the the stuff that they own id software tango games like all that sort of stuff in which doom eternal which we're about to talk about speaking of uh id games uh and bethesda doom eternal looks like it's going to be the moneymaker oh it absolutely is especially everyone's super hyped for it it looks really pretty and they've outright they've come out and said you're buying it's 60 dollar game this is a full game we're selling it as a full game there's no Mm. fucking store there's no store or microtransactions the only thing they're selling is campaign dlc so yeah they came out because uh i think giant bomb did a quick look at doom eternal in which uh at the end of the mission came up a battle pass like system where you unlock cosmetic stuff through the game people were straight up like this is fucking money grubbing motherfuckers gonna be you know microtransactions to which uh they came out and said no this is an xp track for the amount you play yeah that's it uh you can't see if i get the so hugo martin which is uh one of the main directors behind doom eternal comes out and says quote no store nothing you can unlock in nothing you can unlock in eternal with xp has anything to do with what the player abilities or content that would impact your your game in any way the only thing you can unlock with xp is cosmetics these cosmetics have no impact on how you play they just look cool eternal is a 60 dollars game not a free-to-play game or mobile game fucking 
burn. We are giving you a complete experience with no store just like you expect. Unlocking skins with XP is part of the experience if you care about that stuff or you can completely ignore it and it will have no impact on your experience at all and it's all free. So that is especially like companies like id software are trying to save bethesda's reputation well i think more the point they're just the fact that they're being published and under bethesda is just kind of happenstance and i think it's more that bethesda knows they can't fuck with id software yeah because especially they've got that reputation and the other bit is Yes. Unless there was yeah. a super tight contract <laughs> going, you can't say anything about this, you can't say anything about this. In which case, and even then, you know, sorry, unless they had something like that, then if something in the game was fucked up, like they had all these microtransactions, then they would straight out say, yeah, we had to put it in because our publisher said we did. And if they, hmm. and if that was really tight, they'd say, sorry our contract with our publisher won't let us tell you yeah. like they can't fuck with they can't fuck with id software because they know a it's got a reputation especially from the last doom yeah but also like, because mm. it's one of their few successful things they've got under their name yeah, at the few moment successful ips so they can't they're like look they did this so we just need to let them do their thing well, that's the thing. Like, they they have to because one, Doom Eternal, like everyone's fuck. I I only know one person on the internet that isn't hyped for fucking Doom Eternal, and he be a boomer. Now, yeah, Doom Eternal, I think will sell like fucking hotcakes, but I also feel that because they come out and said no microtransactions or in-game store. Now, obviously, we know what a microtransaction is, and we know what the in-game store is for. I have the feeling if they release the DLC story campaign stuff, because there is already a season pass, which they state, let's have a look at the uh, Steam page for it, because they state what's in the season pass. But I have the feeling people are going, oh, fucking Steam's listening to me. First thing they offer is Doom Eternal. Um, They call it the, where is it? Yes, Uh, the season pass, access to two campaign add-ons, to release within the first year of Doom Eternal's launch. You also get a skin, a class and weapon sound pack, and a throwbound sound effects for all your guns. So that's basically them going, we are going to release campaign DLC. Yeah. I have the feeling people are gonna turn that against them in some way, shape, or form because fucking gamers on this bitch of a place we call Earth are super entitled feel super entitled yeah, but I it's think fucking even, annoying even past there as long as they do release two pieces of good quality story DLC which I'm confident they can because they're I'm fucking cunt. surprised they even doing that like dude Doom 1 is such a fucking experience and that's without DLC compact and now they're saying like you can do more in the first I think 30% of Doom Eternal than you can in the entirety of Doom 2016 they're saying the game is roughly around a 20 hour campaign well let me just fact check that while you go for your point <laughs> I've already lost it don't I? Oh. but yeah they, they're saying like Doom 
not Doom. I want Doom Eternal. Eternal. Campaign Doom Eternal. Length. They say it's a 22 plus hour game. Holy shit. Fucking my penis can only pitch a tent so hard before I break my penis. And then they're going to add like DLC campaign on top of that? Jesus Christ. Like this like if this is true, if this is like hey 22 hours completionist then that makes plenty of sense if that's 22 hours of fucking non-stop slaughtering demons that's amazing but yeah is, is and the fact 20, that if the that's fact 22 that, hours of completionist so you're like, yeah okay but if that is 22 well, no, like, hours to just complete the main story yeah i would say like doom camp doom one or doom 2016 has about 12 hours completionist or if you're like that fucking uh, reporter who can't play Doom for the fucking life of him. What's his name? Dean Takahashi. Takahashi. Dean Takahashi. So anyone listening to this, go and Google Dean Takahashi. That's T-A-K-A-H-A-S-H-I. Doom Eternal. The motherfucker spends... So of the 10 minute video clip I saw, it's like two and a half minutes of him playing the game, seven and a half minutes of him figuring how to jump a fucking chain. No, I this, kid, this, this was the same games journalist that was struggling with the Cuphead tutorial. Yes. Yeah. This the is the same guy, same guy who could not beat the fucking Cuphead tutorial. Holy, like... This guy's fucking horrendous. Watching him play reminded me of when they had the uh, Doom 2016 gameplay, I think from Polygon. Hold up. Doom 2016 <laughs> Polygon gameplay impression. I thought it was IGN that had that. No, gameplay. no, it wasn't IGN. Uh, yep. Uh, Doom... Polygon can't understand Doom. So yeah, Polygon, guy from Polygon released a video of him playing Doom and it is the worst, the fucking worst gameplay I've ever seen. It's like someone has never picked up a game controller in his life and tried to play Doom. And the thing is, like, look. It is that bad. Look, and watching no Dean Takahashi do this, exact same feelings. Look, there's no problem with being bad at games. If you don't play much or you just don't get it, that's cool. Anyone can have fun and try games and just do how they do. But if you're a games journalist and your job <laughs> is I to report on game, <laughs> you have to be actually competent at your job. Oh my God, he get he almost oh my oh, uh, 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 just watching him play. Like well, I, I he, do, I do instead want to of looking, there, we're not just bashing people because they don't know how to play games. We're bashing people because they don't know how to play paid games, to do this. and then they're being paid to write an article about the game that they can't play. They experience, yeah. So like, for like, just watching this guy play from Polygon, it, it is it is the literal definition of bad at your job, and getting paid to do it. Yeah, 
It's like this fucking. Did a stormtrooper play have, this? We have three people here who could easily write reviews. Who could easily fucking give first impressions. That's what we fucking do. The whole heart, first half of this podcast is what we've been doing each week. If someone else was footing the bill for the fucking games we play, then I would have played every single game on Steam already. I would have been fucking writing reviews for every single game on Steam already if I had fucking Polygon or Kotaku money behind me. But Dude, no, I'd, I don't I'd have that. Do that. I'd do that for a fucking quarter of what they get paid. I'd still yeah. do it for a quarter of what we get paid. Fuck, I've, I'm doing it for free yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, as of right now, we're doing it for free. We'd straight up be going, oh, we want you to, we'll, we'll pay you to do a review on this game. And we're sitting here going, look, if you're giving us the review copy, that's payment enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you just gift me the game, I will review it in its entirety. Yeah. But, but... But the, the, the potions the are too strong for you, my traveler. We're fucking. We're actually good at games. Yeah, like if you'd at see the, my streams, you see that I fucking play very, Doom like a bronze god. At the very least, we're decent. Like Kenny's, Kenny's struggling his way through Nightmare difficulty on Doom. But that's, no, no, no like, not struggling. I've already beaten the game on Nightmare difficulty. I'm struggling no, oh, trying sorry. to do it with no he's, upgrades. He's struggling through a Nightmare difficulty challenge run of Doom, and yeah. he free speed runs Resident Evil Two, um, and five, two, we and, and five. five, yeah. But but you get we were point. second in the world at you, one stage. You do we actually were... do do things. I hmm. play it significantly less than I used to, but I was at one point like around platinum one in league which is in like the top 1.5 or percent or something of players in the region like hmm. my point is we do have some skill behind us and sure we're not all great at everything no Says one is you. mate mate i'll let you know that uh i've beaten persona 3 twice and only cried for a half an hour only half an hour only half an hour that's how metal i am yeah well i haven't played a persona game play free i can't in fact i am going to i am going to fucking hard sale hard for a persona free playthrough in the future of this channel like in like the future one of us playing it blind that hasn't played it or you playing through it I would I probably want to play it because I fucking love the game I've beaten it like three times already and playing through again <laughs> like right now Fair but it's great but yeah like I want to that's in the future though when when we're a lot when we're a lot more better at this talking thing anyway mm-hmm. like that little bit of tuning our own horn but yeah just look I mean technically they're not bad at their job their job is to write an article on a game, and they're writing articles on the game. Oh, my bad. You know, that's fine. They're just bad at the research part of their job. Yeah. Well, it's they're, like, they're if they've got to talk about their experience... Their they have to be good at. If they've got exactly. to talk about their experience, and they can't play the game then in, in their own experience... Then they're still talking about their experience. That's fine. But... Hmm. It's a flawed... You can't take it seriously because the only people who would be going to those websites for, like, reviews, very, very few people 
could take it seriously because they look at it and go, oh, this was our thoughts on it. And anyone with experience 90% of the time is sitting there going, yeah, but you obviously don't get it. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, you gotta you gotta think about, like, how... He's fucking... Oh, I'm just looking at this guy's profile. He's a 25... 28-year-old Asian man who looks like he's in his 50s. Anyway, it's not important. But yeah, so... Doom is saying no microtransactions, no in-game shop. And to that, it feels... Alright, the fact that we, we applaud... Uh, hold up. Dante! Shushy, please. I'm doing a thing right now. Yeah, the fact that we no, applaud the fact that it's games that it's don't have microtransactions... ...where this isn't the expected. Mm. But it honestly feels like... It, yes. Yes, it's something that, unfortunately the current state of games is that something that's oh it's amazing that you're not doing this bullshit yeah you're but not fucking bleeding your customers try honestly does feel like they're they want the old way to be the norm again like it's they software. want to they want to set the trend yeah, of it, it not having like, microtransactions it feels like they're not doing it to go hey guys look at us we're awesome we're not putting microtransactions it does honestly feel like they're going guys Seriously, pull your head out of your ass and just make fucking games. Yes, exactly. That. Unfortunately, these are developers, and but, if the game industry has taught us anything, developers don't count for shit. It's the publishers well, that hold all well, the power. Speaking of games, let's mm. talk about something that has a lack thereof. The Stadia has uh, thrown some more freebies out for its subscribers. But fans are now fucking fighting back because Stadia just isn't picking up the slack. Well, so, considering it's had, like, what, approximately fuck all game releases? Yeah. yeah. Just approximately. Just, you just, just a bit. Yeah. So, first of all, um, the free games are games that they, are, they can only sell. Like the, only ga- the only games they are putting up there are the games they are selling which is a fucking terrible idea because if you can only put free games for the games that you are selling that means you're going like you're going to have to either refund a whole bunch of people for a free game that people have bought or just get a bunch or, of people mad because exactly you sold it and then started giving it away for free afterwards for example uh a constant constants at constant separate tweets at google i hear you're taking rise of tomb raider or oh, this is a uh, issue about the free games that they're giving uh here you're taking rise of tomb raider off the pro stadia in february do i get to keep it if i've already claimed it because otherwise all pro feels like is a trial period before you have to buy the game i was hoping that you'll be able to watch your pro library grow stadia replies hi nikos a constant septic thanks for reaching out we don't have news to share whether, when or if Rise of Tomb Raider will be removed from the claimable pro games. We suggest keeping an eye on the social channel for announcements. And so, that's been their kind of response to everything is like, everything. yeah, we're taking your input, but we don't. But I don't really have much to say. That said, can't blame the dude that's their social man- media manager. That's just his mm. job, and he can just tell people what he's been, what he knows, and well, he, he's can only relate information. To tell. But this is the thing. So don't though. take it out like, on that guy in particular. He's doing his best. 
He's trying yeah, his like, hardest. He's doing his job. Not, not putting it on the social media guy. I'm putting it on Stadia as general because the issue is not his response. The issue is Stadia are not relaying the information whether you get to keep the games that are free for the month if you are a pro user or if you only get them for free for the month. No, the issue is Stadia is not releasing information. Period. That's what I'm saying. About anything. Like updates for games are definitely not going live. Uh, the player base, like we can already see the fact that Stadia uh, already has less than I'd say three hundred thousand users. Uh, I remember seeing a, a tweet from a group. I don't remember what group it is, but basically tweeting out, going, "Look, we were trying to play Destiny Two on Stadia, but we were literally the only people searching for Crucible." Yeah. So uh, that I think I think Des, no, Destiny Bungie came out saying I think Stadia makes up for zero point two percent of the uh, online point, matchmaking group. Yeah, point two percent. That is rough. So yeah, um, people are coming at Stadia right now, going, "Dude, uh, your game library suck. Why are we paying for Pro? Like, do we even get to keep the games, or are we fucking trialing them for a month?" And uh especially what game there was a game coming out recently on stadia's new uh fucking lineup if i can find it oh my god calm down twitter just fucking shat the bed in such a glorious way uh don't care don't care okay so now they've come out saying hi gary as long as you're subscribed to steady pro the games you claim with your subscription will remain in your library even when they're no longer up for this free so there we are we have confirmation that you get to keep your games yay so thank you. uh where is it but the it's games something. that they were the games you that get, they were you get to keep your games but you've already sold your dignity but what was it people metro exodus that's all right people complaining like hey you're making metro exodus free but we've already bought it on your service do we get a refund and they're like mm. only if you've only if you haven't played more than two hours yeah basically the same as the steam refund policy if yeah you've done it through this then uh sure but yeah but steam the steam life. refund is a different situation in the sense of like they don't make the games free yeah like people refund it due to an issue with the game no no but if steam even more than that they've actively said refunding your game that you bought recently because it just came out on sale a few days later is a legitimate reason to refund this game steam has said that outright no shit i gotta check because that yep no they've outright that is that has happened to me (laughs) multiple times said in your reasons for um, refunding, I bought it and then it went on sale. Is a legitimate reason to refund that's accepted. Here we go. Um, where is it? Uh, I bought a game right before it went on sale. Can I get a refund and repurchase it at the sale price? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, there's a little more here. If you have not already requested a refund, uh, post a request here fucking there you go See? <laughs> just yes just outright they've gone yes. look if you bought it and then it went on sale refund it and get it at the cheaper price that's oh cool. my god 
I did not know that. Holy shit, that's a that's actually really fucking cool. Because there's been multiple times where like I bought a game and then just a fucking flash sale comes on saying, "Hey, look, half price." And I'm like, oh, but I just spent full fucking price for this shit. So yeah, uh, that is fucking cool. Good on you, Steam. Good on you. Uh, that I believe is it for us. I would say, oh. I'll leave that art- article for next week because that's more of a personal opinion fucking article that I want to fucking talk about. And that is uh, Konami in the works of two new Silent Hill games. Uh, I I'll give you a TLDR. No. No. <laughs> stop. It's already dead. Just Ooh. stop. But I'll give you a more uh, in-depth opinion next week on our podcast. So, what's up on the channel, boys? Other than the fact that Star Wars got... You could say uh, the Star Wars order of episodes have uh, <clears throat> fallen. <sighs> so, for something fucking happened when I was uploading uh, Star Wars. Basically, it went, hey, this episode is no longer named this episode. It's now named that episode. And it just fucking wrinkled my brain. I spent a good hour or so trying to figure out what the fuck happened and it's all fixed now it's all coming out but you're getting two Star Wars episodes a day until the 2nd of February so yeah uh, other than Star Wars what else have we up on the channel well the usual Valkyria Chronicles Pokemon Randomizer playthrough there's also the GSSB of Pokemon Clover that mean field hellhole it's great you oh, should man. go see it so I I want to have that as a back pocket play. Just like, you hey man, what do you want to what do you want to play? I don't know. Let's do Clover because fuck man, like just go check the good shake of the sauce bottle we did a Pokemon Clover and you realize why like I'm excited to do a full playthrough of this game in the future. Just not we're uh, doing another Pokemon already. But so yeah, see I I called it a mean field hellhole. That's accurate. But it is 100% accurate. It, it is, is made a by... a shitty hellhole made by fucking 4chan. And it's great. What's even better is, right. like, the actual quality of the game is pretty good. Like, this It is super high. It's, it's... I would even say it is of higher quality than the other Pokemon games of its time. Yeah. Like, there's no, more... actually pretty accurate. More passion has been put into the game. Like, the battle scenes and all that sort of stuff. Even, like, the meme music they put into it. Like, we were having a boss battle with uh, Brock, and uh, I'll let you guys go check out that episode uh, to see it's what kind of meme music we're talking about. But yeah, it's... So, in our playthrough of Pokemon Clover, we chose the girl, and you know how she has a propeller hat? Mm, you know how yeah. a girl character has a propeller hat? There's a reason why. Uh, Is it because sh- she has autism? she's straight up autistic meme headed autistic like uh so my friend my friend chose her name as Kexandra and the first time you fight her she goes oh fuck I got wrecked uh smiley face smiley face smiley face smiley face and she goes you better head to the gym to get some sick gains bruh smiley face smiley face and apparently uh she has voice lines. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Since we picked her, we don't get to hear them. Oh, no, he's no, he's corrected. No, he said uh, text. we missed out on a text line. Okay, I was about to say. But yeah, and the male, the male, um, yeah. what do you call it? <laughs> Fredora. No, no, not Fredora. The male version of her. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking is, about. Is, um, well, when you get the meat, I think, no. Fredora, no. So the male rival, the male rival. So we had Fredora. The male rival is a super beta pacifist for the, um, for the, uh, dude. So yeah, uh, your rival is a super beta pacifist. It's beautiful. It's it so is. bad. It's good. I love it. All right. So definitely go check that out. Uh, other than that, we got to head off. We've got more recording to do, so we should catch you guys next week. And goodbye. Catches. Whoa. Fuckers. <laughs>